0: We will be continuing this morning in our series, in the, uh, the series Committed, <clears throat> and we will be this morning <clears throat> in the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6. And once you locate chapter 6, let's go down to verse 25. I'll begin reading there, verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, I'll begin reading at verse 25. Jesus is speaking. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truth. We thank you, Lord, for this uh, time now, the opening of your very word. We pray that you will speak to us, um, that you would be glorified and magnified here uh, in the sanctuary and the gathering of your people. Um, Lord, allow us to experience your presence, Lord, in a powerful way. Uh, Allow us to be conformed to your will, Lord transformed by the renewing of our minds. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that are gathered, Lord. We thank you for the occasion. Thank you for your love, grace, mercy, peace, and joy. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and you're my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, You know, confidence is a a, a benefit of being committed. Confidence. I was thinking about uh, something I read from uh, Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans. It said uh, it was a Short story is that a man uh, one day said to his friend, he said, Mr., you sure look worried. And then the man responded. He said, man, I've got so many troubles. If something else goes wrong with me today, I'll have to wait two weeks to get around to worrying about it. (laughs) That's trouble. That's trouble. Uh, is anybody in here that's ever been worried? I want to make sure we're in a living space. Uh, I should have started with my parents and then worked my way over the, to the younger. But um, last uh, uh, last week, maybe a worry last week, you, you don't want to admit it, but <laughs> maybe even today. Some worry, some worry. Um you know the foolish thing about worry is that it is it's usually about stuff that we have no control over worry um and what's what's worse than that sometimes it's about stuff that might happen <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you stuff that you it's not even present you just it just might happen you know worry worry um and by by worry I, uh, we'll see the word anxious, and uh, uh, I, I purposely use the word worry because of you know the the, the the clinical implications of anxiety today, but not as much in this time. But but um, to to be clear though, by worry I don't mean like normal concern or or responsible planning ahead. I, I don't mean that. I mean like the origin of the word worry. Uh, uh, It comes from an old German word that means to choke or strangle. Worry. I mean worry. I mean that persistent up at night, can't sleep. Uh, uh, And that's what worry does in your life. It chokes it. Worry causes everything from ulcers to tooth decay, from hair loss to heart attack. Worry. Worry. Uh, besides the physical problems, worry also causes spiritual issues. It, it reveals a lack of faith in God, and it keeps us from effectively walking in our purpose from God and for God. Now, now it's easy to stand back and tell somebody, don't worry. But it usually doesn't help. In, in the Word today, Jesus instructs his disciples to stop worrying and explains both why and how. Uh, and instead of worrying, we should be confidently committed. Confidently committed. That's the, the message today. Confidently committed. Uh, the, a point is clear. Uh, a, a confident focus on God and his kingdom will kill worry. It's a true story. It's here. In this gospel of Matthew, Matthew gives us a picture uh, of Of Jesus as the Messianic King, the Messiah that was promised, and that Israel was waiting for now on the scene, we find him uh, completing and accomplishing what Israel had failed to do by by chapter five in in, in matthew he 's already endured the temptations of the devil fasting and and has climbed up now a mountain and, and called his disciples. Uh, those uh, followers uh, to come close to him. He, he begins teaching them about what it means to live as a part of God's kingdom. His, his teaching points to an inside-out righteousness that, that exceeds the external conforming that was you know, prevalent in that time. It, it's, a, it's a righteousness that, that starts from deep inside, and it has its source in him. Um, the disciples are, are finding out that they are called to have radically changed attitudes and priorities about life. If they're going to be useful citizens of the kingdom of God. One one important priority that shows up in chapter 6 and in, in the preceding verses 19 through 24 is is. Choosing to serve God as master over material wealth. If money is master, it leaves room for much worry. But if God is master, Jesus teaches there's no need to worry. He begins here to to describe how those who have committed to God's kingdom can, can live with confidence and not worry. He says, therefore, I tell you in verse 25, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Beginning the verse with therefore, you know, when you see therefore, you have to look back to see what therefore is therefore. We talked about this, didn't we? Beginning that way, Jesus points to the previous verses uh, that directed the disciples uh, to devotion to God over financial gain. And with that in mind, Jesus attacks the worry that might creep into the hearts of his disciples who are committing now to serve God. He tells them plain out, don't be anxious, don't worry. Stop it. Don't have a divided and distracted mind about your basic needs in life. Don't worry. Fearful worry about what they need could easily lead the disciples from fully serving God to a misguided seeking and serving of money. Jesus asked the disciples some questions that they should know the answer to in order to get them thinking in the right way. Thinking like people who have chosen to serve God. Isn't your life more than food? I mean, food is a part of life but food is not life contrary to a foodie's popular belief. Your your life is made up Of more than just a meal or or clothing or a sweater. Uh, uh, Your your life is worth more. Don't let worry choke you out. The true challenge of of this teaching of Jesus may it may be hard for us to grasp with all of the availability of food and clothes today. But in a society like the one Jesus is speaking to, where food resources rely on rain and harvests. Uh, where, where scarcity of food can be an easy reality, uh, the, the call to not let the need of food be a troubling thought—it's a serious suggestion. Uh, even in a society where food is abundantly available, consider the amount of time we spend thinking about it. Uh, what 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 are we going to have? Where are we going to go? Uh, Y'all quiet. Uh, Somebody's thinking about it now. Where's where's brunch after this? (laughs) We we, 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 we even allow food to to dictate our our mood and our behavior toward others. We start making up words like, I'm hangry. (laughs) Y'all never heard that one before? Yeah, when somebody's hungry, angry, like, I'm in, don't talk to me now. Yeah, that, that's a thing. It's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> in, in spite of in spite of our 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 abundance, there, there's still many people living with food insecurity, just in our nation, uh, or or in need of adequate clothing. Whichever the case, um, Jesus is, is elevating uh, the the spiritual above the physical, and. He's making it plain that the fact remains that after choosing the Lord as master, we are to confidently be trusting in his provision. David, David gives a good picture of this trust for provision in Psalm 23 when he, he describes the Lord as a shepherd, and he confidently says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want he, he, he points the Lord out as a, as a provider of green pastures and, and still waters. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus knew they, they needed to, uh, a little more to be able to grab a hold of this, though, to understand what he was saying. So he, he asked them a couple more clarifying questions. I love how Jesus teaches. And, and he gives them a couple examples to make his point more clear. Don't worry. Trust God. Uh, Since they were outside on the mountain, he tells them to look up. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Considering the birds, Jesus tells the disciples to just, just think about the birds. Um, those birds don't miss a meal. They don't own any farms or barns, no place to store up stuff. They, they just go out day by day and get their food. You ever watch the birds? I, 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 watch, I watch birds, okay. All right, all right. My, my 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 grandmother used to take the old stale bread and throw it on the sidewalk and feed the ber- pigeons, you know, the <laughs> birds. <laughs> uh, I've I sat and I've watched the birds, and, and then one thing that's always kind of amazed me about the birds is I couldn't, I couldn't never, I could never figure out how do the birds find the worms under the dirt? And then, and, and I knew I, I wasn't crazy because somebody had the same thought because they did an experiment to, to find out, and, and what they found out was that the birds were uh, had the ability of, of of looking and listening and could find worms under the dirt. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know. I, I like the experiment, but even better, the Bible says God feeds them. Amen. <laughs> God feeds God God put the worms under there. It, he, he arranged it so that they knew how to find those worms. I, I like that answer better. God, it's God who feeds them. But still, every morning, they have to get up, go out, fly, look, listen, and dig their beaks down in the dirt. But one thing they don't do is they don't worry about finding worms. Right, right, right. You're not going to find birds with ulcers Losing their hair about worms. <laughs> if God cares for the birds like that, uh, and, and we are his people, won't he take care of us? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, we still need to get up and, and, and do what God makes us able to do, whatever it is, but we don't need to worry. We are more valuable than the birds. Um, the songwriter says that his, uh, his eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches me. Anybody know that song? Uh, a, a, a second thing that Jesus points out here is Jesus asked a rhetorical question. He says, will worrying about what you need add another hour to your life? He said, uh, nobody has, it was rhetorical, so, so he didn't expect them to answer, Right. But no, nobody has ever changed anything in their life by worrying. Uh, worrying adds nothing to your life but stress. Matter of fact, worrying can actually steal some hours from your life instead of adding hours and elongating your life. Worry kills folks. Jesus' Jesus's point is that it, it's futile to worry. Um, look into nature again. Jesus challenges them. He gives them two more questions to reinforce his point. Um, it's good to be a teacher. If you could just ask questions, I guess you got to know what you're talking about, though. Jesus Jesus knows what he's saying. He, he says, and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Jesus points to the grass now on the side of the mountain, tells the disciples to think about the lilies. Those Beautiful flowers growing and decorating the mountainsides. Just look and think about them. The, the, the common beauty of the flowers of the field, which God created for mankind to enjoy, outshine the glory of Solomon, David's son, the wisest and wealthiest king who ever lived. Uh, his wardrobe has nothing. On knows lilies he says uh, i mean the, the the and the lilies don't they don't own any factories they don't have any credit cards they they don't or they don't worry themselves to death trying to make the grass look good <laughs> god just set them up that way beautiful even still that same grass uh, where it grows there, it, it would soon enough dry up and get used as fuel for the ovens in that day. If God put that much into those flowers that would be used for fuel, how much more will he do for you? Right. Jesus points to the real issue. It's not really a question of what God will do, but whether the disciples trust God Having faith that he will. Faith sits in opposition to worry. Uh, your, your, your worry can also be a gauge of your faith. Uh, your worry demonstrates a lack of confidence or faith in the Lord and his provision. Don't worry. Jesus gives two more reasons for being confident in God and, not, and, and, and to not worry. In 31, he says... Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. After thinking about how God takes care of of the little things on earth, from the birds to the flowers, it, it makes no sense for anyone who calls him Father to worry if he'll take care of their necessities. Jesus says, don't do it. Have faith. God knows. Although anyone in, he, he he mentions the Gentiles, and anyone who was non-Jewish at that time was considered a Gentile. It also came to represent all people who didn't know God or have a relationship with him. They they were consumed with worldly things and spent their lives worrying and chasing after them. These are the people that don't know God. Jesus reminds the disciples uh, that that they have a Father in heaven who knows what they need before they even ask Him, Uh, a Father who loves them and is a provider. He, He can be counted on, he can be trusted. Earlier, he had taught the disciples to confidently pray to the Father, give us this day our daily bread. Asking in in that way, they they had to recognize that he was both able to give the bread and willing to give the bread. Not only is is Jesus calling the disciples to this new life of of complete trust in God, these challenges uh, that he makes would also likely remind this Jewish audience of the former failings of Israel and the faithfulness of God that was recorded in Deuteronomy. There's a backdrop underneath all of this that Jesus is saying. Um, As Jesus set himself apart for his earthly ministry uh, that you find in Matthew chapter 4, fasting 40 days and being tempted by the devil— he drew on the word of God to his people, quoting scripture from Deuteronomy. He resisted the uh, devil's temptation of, of bread, knowing that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's Deuteronomy 8 and 3. He He rejected the devil's temptation to worship him in exchange for the material wealth of the world's kingdom, the glory of the kingdoms of the world, strongly confirming the words again of Deuteronomy 6 and 13. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. He stood confidently trusting God choosing devotion to him over material desire and physical needs. And after passing the test that Israel had failed in the wilderness en route to the promised land, Jesus now gives the answer key to those who would follow him into the life of the kingdom of God. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and All these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus calls now on the kingdom seekers to prioritize God's agenda over the rest of their lives. He makes the bold claim that those who set their hearts on his will being done on earth as it is in heaven, will find that while they, they've been busy focusing on God, God actually been busy focusing on them. With, with an open hand, he will supply the necessary things at the necessary time. Henry Ward Beecher he spoke the truth when he said, Every tomorrow has two handles. We can take hold of it with the handle of anxiety or the handle of faith. This is a day-by-day trust in God, an undivided focus on the kingdom. It, It provides a solution for the anxious thoughts that try to pull the disciples' heart away from the Lord and then on into tomorrow disciples can be confident in their commitment to God and his kingdom they can trust him and rest uh, thinking thinking of this uh some might say they they don't have any anxious worry in their lives they they their uh the behavior they demonstrate is just Responsible planning for the future uh, One way to accurately measure if the attention that you devote to physical and material desires, your planning for the future, has crossed into an, crossed a, a, an, an unhealthy line is when attaining those things prevents or outweighs the seeking of God's kingdom or His agenda. When, when, when striving for things blocks or gets in the way of your striving for God's kingdom and his agenda, it's, it's crossed the line into what Jesus says we don't need to have. Um, a, another thought is, is against worry is that God's provision is, is many times designed to flow from one person to another. And some people who may not find themselves worrying is because they may have stored up. Uh, they have enough stored up that they don't worry. When, uh, uh, when when we worry about having enough for ourselves, we often build dams in our lives that block the flow of God's river of provision to others. We choke off our blessings and, and the blessings of others. And lastly, uh, I, 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 I got to be honest, I got to come clean. Even while I studied and labored with the text this week, there was quite a few, more than a few things that came my way to point me in the direction of worry. This very week, <laughs> this very week, and... Um, but as I, as I prayed and as I thought about it, it made me realize that the text is so much bigger than just food and clothing. Uh, it, it came to mind that God not only takes care of those essentials, but that there's nothing else in life that's out of his control. I, I can, I can, if I can trust him with my peanut butter and jelly sandwich... <laughs> I can trust him with, with, with making sure that I, that I have enough to eat and have enough to wear. I can trust him with a sick relative. I can trust him with a child uh, who, I, who won't text me back while she's in college. I can trust him. There's nothing that's out of his control. Jesus is saying, don't, it, it, it would be good if, if he just said, don't worry, period. Period. I was reminded to commit to God, be confident, and not worry. Right? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Yep. Father, we thank you that one of the benefits of devoting ourselves to you, committing ourselves to you and your kingdom, is that we can have confidence that all we need you have, and you'll give. We thank you that you care for us so, that you love us, that you poured out so much grace, so much mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your people, Lord. Uh, let it, Lord, um, be rooted in our hearts. Let it grow in our spirits and let it overcome our flesh forever. In Jesus' name, amen.